Hey, hey, if you're in central Ohio, you're waking up to a snowstorm. Why not curl up by the fire and give us a listen? Because this is Sports Wednesday. So two yes on the end of that. And one. I got to experience this live, which it's it's an experience you just it's second to none. <laughs> I was waiting for you to jump in. I couldn't. <laughs> I'm the big man on campus, Pete Brown. Coach, Coach and Meister are both in the frozen tundra of the Hake House basement. Uh, we're we're hoping to have an interview on this show. Uh, we had some technical difficulties and we've lost uh, we've lost him. So we're we're going to just do the show. I don't want to tell you who it was because. Uh, Let's just say it was it was huge. It was huge. huge. Way huge. A huge get from our for our first ever guest. Uh hopefully, hopefully it'll come through. So anyway, Maestro and Coach are at Hake House and they're sharing a mic. How's that going so far? Good. Good. Okay. No throwing elbows. No, not yet. Not yet, yeah. All right. Well, hello everybody. I'm the big man on campus, Pete Brown. This is Sports Wednesday, sports talk for the medium fan. Joining me as always. Basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake. I'm glad you're here with us. Maestro, great jingle as always. Before we get into it, I just want to let you know we can follow the podcast on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, S-P-O-R-T Wednesday. Uh, We just went over today 300 followers, and that means it's time for a jingle. Twelve or twelve on Instagram. Instagram. I'm happy to report the podcast just went over 500 downloads, so that's another milestone we have today. 500. Yes, I was going to say fools, but I'll say friends. Oh, 500. That's huge. So this is, yeah, this is uh, today's going to be all about March Madness, which we've all been living and and watching and thinking about the last few days. But before we do, just a couple of check ins that we're going to get out of the way in Act One. Uh, starting with the NBA, and as always, the drama of the Cleveland Cavaliers continues. We had uh, Kevin Love come back from being injured, and Ty Lu, the coach, taking a leave of absence, and he's having some sort of unspecified health problem, uh, so he's stepping away from the team. So, first, coach, what does having Kevin Love back mean to these Cavs? Oh, Kevin Love back is is huge. The fact that he can um, now he can stretch out the defenses. Um, and I also think him coming back into the fold, uh, LeBron for the past, oh, since he's been out, has been the LeBron Express. I mean, it, everything has been on him. The young guys are way inconsistent. Plus, there's injuries in three of the, the, the main players. I mean, Tristan's out, Hood's out. They're playing with basically a nine-man roster. And last night, he came back, had a double, 18 points, 12 rebounds. I mean, LeBron had a triple-double with 40 points, but they beat a desperate Bucks team (laughs) that's trying to make the playoffs. And and it was, um, I think love's going to be huge for them. 
Well, pretty much the, the entire team changed while he was out. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a completely different team. That was a quick seven. Yes, we, he was injured pre-trading yeah, pre- dead. Yeah, it's good good to see him back. Um, I, I don't know. Who's coaching the team in Ty Lue's absence? So it's going to be – it's Larry Drew, who's uh, – he's kind of a – he's an NBA lifer. He's been an assistant on several teams. Uh, he coached, I believe, the Hawks and um, – the other team's escaping me, but he's been a head coach, and, but he's really a, a lifetime assistant. So, um, and he's a trusted assistant. So they're going to be fine at this point, I think. Yeah. You know who would be a really good? Oh, absolutely. David Blatt should be called David Blatt. What? <laughs> he should be called back. Wait, do you mean David, 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 David Blatt? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> As yes, you think about it, Coach, yeah, this, this is the first time you've recorded without your David Blatt bobblehead, unless you brought it over to Maestro's with you. I didn't. It's sitting at home bobbling by itself. <laughs> That's right. So Larry Drew is going to be coaching the Cavs. Uh, you know, I was thinking because, you know, I have stress in my life from my job, and I thought, you know, being an NBA coach must be a, a difficult, stressful job. Uh, I'm surprised more guys don't have to take leaves of absence. But I think coaching the Cavs, if I was head coach, this is what I do every day. I come down and say, LeBron, what do you want to do today? <laughs> yes. And then he he will say what he wants to do, and I'll say, let's do that. I mean, I think it's – and I don't think it's rocket science. No, but but here's what – when I was thinking about that, there the, the stress that he's feeling is he's thinking this. LeBron is all in. LeBron's trying to win here. If LeBron loses and they say they have an early playoff exit and he leaves the team, Ty, Ty Lue is going to be fired. I can tell you that without a doubt. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, there's no reason to keep him around. No. I don't think anyone thinks the Cavs' recent success has come from the Ty Lue drawing up plays on the whiteboard. No, it has not. Okay. So. Okay, well, the Cavs are still sitting in the third seed in the East. It doesn't look like they'll catch Boston or Toronto, but that actually might be to their benefit into the playoffs, give them a little bit lower-seeded opponent. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I Really, to being the one and two seed, uh, they've been there. They've done it from there. Being the three seed, it's the playoffs. They're going to be fine. They're going to get the first round at home. So, and then you know they're going to have to go through either Toronto or Boston. So, might as well play later. I mean, is there a chance that Indiana or Philly catches up? Or, I mean, they're they're not that far behind them, right? Only a game or two. No, there's a chance, but I think now with Kevin Love back, I think that you're going to see separation. I, I, I'm going to predict they're they're probably going to go on a little bit of a run, six seven games. Uh, they'll put separation, and then the, the the spots will be set. And I think three is exactly where they're going to be. Okay, so the coach is predicting the Cavs are going to go on a run, and, and whenever the coach makes a prediction, we know what happens. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> Thanks, coach. <laughs> Okay. Oh, reputation. Noise. All right. One, so I just want to talk about uh, the Golden State Warriors because they're banged up as well. Everybody has been just talking about the fourth matchup of the Cavs and the Warriors in the finals. Steph Curry has been out. He might be returning next week. He had an ankle injury. Kevin Durant is out, and Clay Thompson is out. Uh, they have been. They went two and three while Steph Curry's been out. Right. So, and they are the they are the two seed in the West. Houston is still a one seed. Is there any reason to be concerned about Golden State, or any reason to think they might not re- reach the finals? No. And and, and funny the uh, they also had another injury last night. Green uh, left the game with a what they called a pelvic contusion, which I think was just a, 
a nut shot. But um, no, I, I, I feel like this team is just bored with the regular season. These guys have these injuries that it's not timely, but I, this is a, a team that I said before, when it comes to playoffs, they're absolutely going to ramp it up and you won't even recognize what's going on now compared to what they'll do later. They are going to wreak some havoc. Yeah, it, it seems like uh, the, the thing about Golden State is they, their chemistry always seems to work no matter oh, who they have out absolutely. there. You know, and that's really what the Cavs' problem this year has been chemistry in, in it not working. Right, so. and, and they have those those the bench players that are used to playing big minutes. Um, this is a team that's that like like the Cavs have been in the finals what the past four years. I mean, yep. they're, they're they're looking to just to get to the playoffs. They the, the regular season is just I think they're bored. How about you, Maestro? What do you think? I agree with Coach. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the best color commentator in the league for nothing, folks. Hey, you know, you throw two two basketball leagues at me, I, I can only focus on one. All right? <laughs> I got you. Okay, so let's check in with the NHL before uh, before we wrap up this act because they are in the home stretch. I, uh, I really put this on the schedule because I wanted to say Columbus Blue Jackets have won eight in a row. I think that's great for them. Uh, they currently are the number one wild card in the East. Uh, so, Maestro, you're going to let us know how it's shaping up teams to beat in the West. Yeah, in the West, you know, um, Nashville is the team to beat. I mean, they're the hottest. They've, they've been the hottest team for a while in the last – 10 games they're 9 and 0 and 1 so you know the best they're the best teams are kind of pulling away and that's Nashville and Tampa Bay. Yeah, they've got like 106 points. So they're they're way ahead in the Western Conference. Um and then the Golden Knights, the the new team, the expansion team from Vegas, they're pretty good too. They'll they'll make it into the playoffs even though they've had kind of a, a rough march. But I think they'll be fine getting in. Um San Jose Sharks are are pretty pretty solid. And uh, Winnipeg is pretty solid. I think where it gets a little bit more interesting is like in the Pacific Division. I think the Ducks and the Kings are going to kind of duke it out for that wild card spot. Well, and San Jose is only three points ahead of them. But what's interesting to me is, you know, is Nashville and and Vegas are so much better than everybody else. Um, You know, there's there's just no chance anyone's going to catch them. Okay, how about the East? Uh, Coach, you're leading us in some hockey talk for the first time. I know. Go figure. Yes. In the East, it is essentially a, it's similar to uh, the West. There's some major separation between three teams. It's Tampa Bay, Boston, and Toronto. And Tampa Bay, as I looked into uh, where they're at, they are way ahead of everybody else. But they're having a season. Steven Stamkos and uh, Nick, uh, I think it's Nikolaita Kucharov. Both of those guys are, are on – par possibly both of them having 100 point seasons which is unheard of um which in their past 10 games uh they're seven and three and then right below them which is boston another team that is a classic team yep. uh seven and three the past 10 uh, past 10 games and then you've got toronto which i looked at their team and, and and i'm not a hockey guy but you can usually pick one or two players from a team and i looked through toronto's roster and for me i knew no one but what i found to be um, the balance that they have, because they have eight guys that have 40 or more points, 40 to 60 points, but eight guys that can score and assist, which to me in the playoffs, 
that seems like something that could be a major X factor because if you're one guy's down, you have another guy, not one guy, but seven other guys that could put the puck in the basket. So um, I, I like Toronto in that situation. But, I, I mean, you've also got four or five teams, like you said, below that could do it. So who knows? What about the, Metro- what about the Metropolitan Division? That's where there's some craziness happening. A lot of parity there. Yeah, Washington, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia all within four points of each other. Yep, and that's where the that's where CBJ is too. And they're winning tonight, up two one, going for their ninth. Nice. Awesome. Well, coach, let me be the first to say I love that you said put the puck in the basket. So you just brought it back <laughs> to basketball. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but they're all, they're all baskets. I didn't right? want to take my first elbow in the in actual. Yeah, and then I think I think your point on Toronto is well taken because uh, it's a little known fact. Once the NHL playoffs start, it takes seven and a half years just to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> And that's a lot of hockey, you know, guys get banged up, they age. So a team with a deep bench uh, is really going to have an advantage going through the playoffs. Absolutely. I mean, they finish in June. Yeah. That's a long time from now. It's a long time. And that's why I think Tampa Tampa Bay, too, is really solid because they went after some some solid top-notch defensemen in that trade recently a couple weeks ago. And so they are are solid top to bottom. They're They're going all in. Oh, we're doing our long-term picks. Stanley Cup. Yeah. You're going to pick your finals and your champ today. It goes up on the website. You're going to get a point if your teams make the finals, each team, and then you get uh, two points if the team you pick actually wins the Stanley Cup. Let's start with you, Maestro. Well, you know, it's hard to go against the Pens. I mean, they've won back-to-back pennants, but uh, is it pennants? It's Cups. cups. We'll go Cups. Yeah. It's Cups. <laughs> we'll oh go Cups God. on that. Apologies to my my Pittsburgh friends for that. You I do, screwed up there. I do. I do have two penguin sweaters. So that's right. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm not wearing one right now. No, I, I think I think the Stanley Cup cha- champion is coming out of that Atlantic Division and the Eastern Conference. Those top three teams are super solid. Um, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay Lightning. Although Bruins, I'm telling you, they they are solid too. So yeah, I did. I watched their game against Columbus uh, just last night and. Uh, I mean, even though Columbus won, they they are a tough team. They play some yeah, tough right. hockey. Uh, what are, and they added players too. Yeah. yeah, and and of course, you you own two Pittsburgh Penguins hockey sweaters, and there's really nothing better to wear around the house in June than a Penguins hockey sweater. <laughs> I'm just wondering, That's right. what are the odds? What are the chances that before uh, before basketball legend Matt Longley heads home, we can get a picture of the two of you in the hockey sweaters? Good. Very good. Yeah, nice. I can't wait. I've never worn one before. Except so that's they're both very. I think they both might be Sydney Crosby jerseys, but that's all right. right. We're going to be the Crosby twins. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. We definitely need to up our Instagram following. We're at 12. That's a healthy 12. Ooh, I say we push. I, we, the goal should be at least 24 by next week. We're going to double it. Wow. We're doubling well, it. I think this, uh, as, as long as each of you have uh, six friends that you can <laughs> ask to like your photo of you in the hockey sweaters, I think that'll work out. I think we're good. Very good. All right, folks, I just want to remind you that Sports Wednesday is brought to you by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played. Coach, why haven't they played it? Uh, Because we haven't brought it to market yet. That's right. Coach and I invented this game in 2003. We've got a working prototype. We're thinking about how we're going to get it to market. And uh, what you can do is go to hoopsters.store, put in your email address, and that way you'll be on the list to get one of the very first Hoopsters set. Uh, Any updates on Hoopsters this week? Uh, none, but I do have uh, several. I, I talked up hoopsters this weekend with uh, a bunch of people. I was at a party, 
and uh, a lot of interest in playing the game. So I'm going to need to get that set for me. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's step back here a little bit. <laughs> stuff. Here we go. What kind of stuff? You know, stuff. Party. What party? Party. That was a... Uh, it was Saint, it was a St. Patrick's Day party. St. Patrick's Day down party. in your 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 end of the neighborhood. Yeah, or we had O'Nelly's. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty exclusive. Um, Obviously, company. so it was your party because <laughs> Peter and I were very, not there. Very exclusive. Maybe next year. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's the Hoopsters update. I know we promised last week we'd get together and play, and we have failed yet again. That's a streak <laughs> of I think eight weeks now. Yes. Life is getting in the way. We really need to to change things up. That's right. But good job uh, with with talking it up, getting some early buzz going with the Denzines of, uh, where do you live? McMahon Estates? Wilshire. Wilshire. Okay. I live in the Shire. The Denizens of Wilshire. The Denizens of Wilshire. Shamrock Shake. Folks, there's been a basketball tournament going on. I don't know if you've noticed or followed us on Twitter, but we've all been real excited about it here in the first two rounds. Uh, I wanted to talk about all the upsets in those first two rounds and and maybe break down what went wrong. And I want to start with the biggest of them all uh, in the NCAA men's tournament. A 16 seed has never beat a one seed. And the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, the Retrievers, just handed it to Virginia. What went wrong for, for Virginia, for the Cavs? Well, I mean, I can tell you, Virginia is a team that is, I mean, since they've been on the top, they are a team that depends on their defense. They are a defensive-minded team. They are not a scoring team. So for their game plan to work, they've got to be able to shut down and slow down any team that they play. So like in the ACC, they're going to face all these teams that are running and gunning, but they're good enough and they're disciplined enough to shut people down. Now, the problem here is UMBC is a team they've never seen before, and this is a team that has nothing to lose. So watching that game and watching how they attacked it, that coach basically told those kids, go out, you see a shot, you take it. I mean, they were gunning threes five seconds into the shot clock, and once they start to go, that momentum builds, and Virginia starts to say, oh, shit. Well, they were making them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the difference. The difference between this being a blowout like that and Virginia winning by 30 is that those first four or five shots go in, and all of a sudden that confidence goes up. And when you're a shooter and you know that the rim looks like it's an ocean – Virginia had no chance after that. That's what's crazy. What's interesting to me is that that didn't happen to Virginia during the the regular season very much. Their defense prevented teams from getting hot. Right. But I think there's a familiarity with all those teams. I mean, think about the book that Virginia has on a Duke or all these players and, and these coaches. They've coached against them for years. They've never played against UMBC. No matter if they look at the tape before, they don't know how they're going to attack the game. And that's a huge factor. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, So you watched the game. Did you see any of the game, Maestro? I did. I actually watched most of the second half. Wow. So I had been watching games all day. I worked from home in air quotes on Friday. Uh, <laughs> and I had the games on. And, and I, I watched, obviously, uh, Kansas State's big win over Creighton. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that had to be. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. There's nothing else to watch. And I had no idea that the 16 was going to upset the one. Now, I guarantee if I had been watching, Virginia would have won and they would have gone on. Because Kansas State was really the beneficiary of that upset because they they were able to to play UMBC, get to the Sweet 16, and now they face a Kentucky team that I think is very beatable. Oh, I I absolutely think they're very beatable. Um, 
I was thinking back about uh, last week's show. What did I remember? is very simple because it's right. This is the answer. Uh, I am going to take Arizona out of the South. Yes, Arizona. Hottest team of basketball right now. Market. Yes, West Virginia. And they're going to play Michigan State. And in the final, it's going to be Arizona versus Michigan State. And Michigan State will win another <laughs> national championship. Oh, my God. That's right. I'm in the is zone. <laughs> so, uh, Coach, how did how did the hottest team in basketball do? Um, they lost in the first round. <laughs> oh man! Uh, Trust me, I I ate those words all weekend. So, what what happened in their game? And tell us a little bit about Michigan State. Did win their first round game, but then they lost uh, their they second round game. Yeah. So so Arizona. Um, I I am not sure what happened. They, when I was basically looking at that game and the way it played out, um, I, I don't want to say that the guys gave up, but there was just something weird about that. I mean, they got punched in the mouth and there was just the body language. I mean, I don't know. Sean Miller was looking at that game like, uh-oh, this is not how it's supposed to play out. I mean, but I talked to a lot of people. I wasn't the only one that was fooled by Arizona. I heard Sean Miller pass the hat to get some money to try and buy a player out of the stands. <laughs> yeah, that would have helped. That would have helped a lot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do have to think that that the problem, you know, all that scandal with him had to have some impact on those players. Oh, it I did. I would think so. I mean, I think they were, they won the Pac-12 championship. They might have rallied there, but I think after that, maybe that was all they had. Sure. Oh, they have some really good players on that team, like NBA caliber players, like possibly the number one pick. But, you know, sometimes that doesn't work out. That's right. Yeah. The confidence and arrogance of Coach last week, though. It was. It was pretty strong. How'd you guys like the time travel segment? That was pretty good. I was really – I really traveled. When you made that noise, I was really there. Excellent. (laughs) Okay, so Michigan State lost to your beloved Syracuse. Coach, that had to be just two two parts of your heart going at it with each other, your love of Tom Izzo and your love of the Orange. (laughs) Who'd you root for, and how did the Orange pull that off? So – the beginning of that game, I was looking at that game thinking, you know, good for Syracuse for being in the second round. They're going to get blown out. So as that game kept going and realizing that they actually had a chance, my love for Izone started to go away and my love started to come back for my beloved Syracuse. It's that 2-3 zone, that matchup zone that, that Bayheim does. It People just get befuddled and it changes it. And then, when, I mean, when you start shooting badly, you think that you can shoot on a zone, but you then, then they can't, and then they weren't working it inside. And Syracuse doesn't shoot real well. I mean, that was a low-scoring game, but got to love Cuse. Got to love the Orange. 55-53. I got to be honest. I think Syracuse is dangerous now. They've won three games because they won the playing game to get right. in. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I also think Duke is very beatable this year. Oh, I want – oh, very beatable. How about you, Maestro? Do you want to talk about uh, either the Xavier or Cincinnati losses? Uh, I'd love to, but I didn't watch either of those games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt I felt bad because those were you know two. All the Ohio teams are out. Yeah, that's right. They, in fact, I found out I did not uh, watch either of those games either until you texted me and said, "Hey, what's going on? All the Ohio teams are out." So, 
the Ohio teams are all eliminated. We're having a snowstorm in central Ohio. These are both signs of the apocalypse. Noise. So let's look at our pick'em. So we invited everyone to join. We got about 19 people who joined our pick'em. Obviously, a lot of us had Virginia in the finals. Some of us had Michigan State going all the way. <laughs> who was that guy? Yeah. So I'm taking a look here. So Super Me, that's actually my wife's bracket. She's in first place by five points. She might be hard to catch. Yeah. Is it possible to catch her? Have you looked at the Do you possible? get more points the yes. farther? Oh, okay. So yeah. once so, Kansas State loses, she's out. That's right. So she picked Kansas State to go all the way. That's, in fact, where we met. It holds a special place in our heart. I don't know if you guys were aware of that, that I like Kansas yeah, State. Yeah, a little bit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So – uh, so, as second place is your is your your wife, Mrs. Coach Ruby. She is uh, got forty two points, but she's picked Xavier. So I really think if someone's going to yeah. catch her, it's going to be Liam uh, because he's because he's got Villanova. Kansas Villanova winning it. Yes. So there's a chance she could get caught. That's right. I would love to see Kansas State go all the way to the final. So, well, I started out uh, pretty poorly, but I did manage to. I'm in eleventh place, so I'm just ahead of Maestro. <laughs> by two points, but Maestro has Villanova and I have Virginia winning it all. Um, so I, I have a feeling Maestro is going to at least be in second place among the I've got a few. Us. I've got a few more dogs in the race. I mean, my one bracket's completely blown, but I, the other three are still kicking. Yeah. I've got Gonzaga and West Virginia. They could sneak in mm-hmm. there. That's right. And despite, yeah, Coach, both of your, uh, your finals guys getting out knocked out in the first round, uh, you are in fifth place, tied with a couple yes. of people there. So but that's points. That's not going to last. But if I can finish top five, that's huge for me. That's huge. I'll as take- long as, as long as I finish ahead of you two jokers, I should be. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, we did one bracket where I just had a magic eight ball decide, and then we did the coin flip bracket. The coin flip bracket actually picked Radford to go all the way, but it did oh. predict the UMBC upset. So flipping a coin, coin flipper, yeah, still there. Maestro, of course, your wife, she has the worst bracket because she uh, actually didn't fill it out. <laughs> she she did fill it out, but like she started that one and then for some reason got bumped. She's got another one that's just not in our sports yeah. ones. Thing. That's probably what perfect. But I think she picked Ohio State, so yeah. she's out. And then uh, did you do the mascot bracket? How did how'd you do those picks? I just picked I picked based on which mascot you liked. I liked better throughout the whole thing. Well, that seems to be working for you. It's got you ahead of me and, and ahead of your official bracket. So I know. Isn't that oh, funny? That is funny. <laughs> Mascots. Goes the to show. There is no rhyme or reason. There's zero. I told you, I want. I wish the time machine would go back. I, I admitted I'm typically very, very bad at this. Would um, I, Let me ask you this, though, Coach. When you would pick by mascot, is it what you thought was cooler, or were you like, oh, a wildcat will beat a bear in a fight? It was it was purely just oh I like this one better than that one. It had nothing to do with like uh, a fight. Ooh, I like the fight idea. So I'm doing that next year. Well, uh, because we're doing so poorly, I went ahead and set up a Sweet 16 second chance bracket. Now, <laughs> if you'd like to join us in this, uh, just head to our Twitter page. It's the pin tweet at the top. That's at Sport Wednesday on Twitter, or go to SportsWednesday.com. This bracket is on ESPN, not on Yahoo which I apologize for, but Yahoo didn't appear to have one of these second chance brackets going on. Now, now that you guys had a chance to do a second chance bracket, who'd you pick? Who do you think out of these 16 teams is going to go all the way? Well, I'll go first. Uh, in my final oh, four, damn you! <laughs> my final four, I have Kentucky, 
Sorry, Wildcats. Gonzaga, of course. I have uh, West Virginia, go Mountaineers, playing Kansas. And then in the final, it's going to be Gonzaga and West Virginia. And Bobby Huggins is getting his championship. West Virginia over Gonzaga. He, you know, speaking of guys who look like they need to step away from coaching for a little bit, Bob Huggins does not look healthy. He is eating a couple people. He looks big. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Maestro? Who who are you picking now in your Sweet 16 second chance bracket? So, uh, yeah, I went a different direction on this, and now I'm starting to think twice because it's similar to Oh, uh, here comes Mr. Yo-Yo. Because uh, <laughs> we, know, we know coaches who's – You want to stay away from my picks. They're not good. They're toxic. I have uh, Kentucky and Michigan playing, mm-hmm. and then I have West Virginia and Syracuse playing. Ooh. In, in the final four, and then I've got so I've got Michigan and West Virginia in the final with West Virginia winning. Wow! I watched a little bit of them. Aren't play, they fun? And they were they were good. They so, they put pressure. I love that. Yeah, I like the defense and the pressure. Well, let me say the, the reasonable part of me had a very similar. I had uh, Gonzaga and Villanova in the finals, but it's a second chance. I I had to do it. I picked the Wildcats to go all the way. You have to. <laughs> you know, and I'll probably lose a point. I, You know, I got screwed on that pick of Pitt getting a number one seed. <laughs> <laughs> but you're willing yeah. to shoulder that, aren't you? That's right. So I did fill out, actually, I, I filled out two second chance brackets, one with my heart and one with my head. And the one with my heart, Kansas State beats Villanova. The one with my head, uh, Villanova beats Gonzaga. Oh, okay. So, all right. Heart and head. Uh, Gonzaga actually did, a, by the way, I know we talk about the Buckeyes a lot, but uh, they did not have much problem with them. Uh, it looked like no. the Buckeyes were, were holding close for about three quarters of the game, and then they just slowly fell back. Actually, well, Buckeyes took the lead. They did. In the second half for a while, but yeah. then Gonzaga just put the, put the gap. Gonzaga's tough. They've, they've got a lot of weapons. But you told me like the Gonzaga beat them by like 20-some points in the regular 27 season. 27 earlier, yeah. And they started the game up 15-2. to two. So yeah, fifteen to nothing. Oh, so yeah, that's it right. It was going to be right there. That's but, not a, that's not a good way to start a game, or is it? I don't know. I'd I'd I'd, I'd say no, but you never know. P- different strokes for different folks. Gonzaga West Virginia would be a good. That game. would be a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Loyola Nevada game, I think, will be a good one to watch too. Then, yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you, I've watched both of Nevada's games. Uh, they're playing with heart, right? They're they're a little low on on talent, but they're getting those the momentum going and carrying it through. Okay, so that's it. Uh, once again, folks, if you want to join our Sweet 16 Second Chance bracket, it's on ESPN. It's the Sports Wednesday bracket. If you want to search for it, or you can just go to our Twitter page. The pinned tweet at the top of our page has a direct link to our Sweet 16 Second Chance bracket. You're listening to this on Wednesday. Your picks do have to be in by. Uh, Thursday evening before the first game starts. So we'll see how that goes. All right. So I I had some really, really astounding news today. It just shocked me. And that is uh, that coach has a YouTube channel and he has a video with 37,000 views on it. Coach, what's this video? Uh, This video is called the original Syracuse dunk tape. Um, which I created on a VHS, VHS tape with my brother after recording dozens of games Wait, of Syracuse. So how old were you? So I was probably, when I made that tape, I was 16 years old. Yeah. And so you're a big Cuse fan. So you and your brother are recording on VHS tapes, the Syracuse <laughs> games. And then yes. how, did, how did you make 
<laughs> How did you make the dunk tape? With two VCRs? So, yes. So we had recorded all of these tapes. So literally back then, the Big East was on every every week. I mean, they were on all – they were the best basketball yeah. My opinion. So they were on all the time. So we would record the games if we watched them or even if we didn't watch them. So we recorded all these games. Um, and then if we watched them, we had a notebook and we would write down the counter on the VH, the VCR. So seeing <laughs> when a dunk would happen, we would write it on the counter. But inherently, that was probably a bad idea because when you stuck any other tape, the counter was exactly where it was before. So <laughs> we, did, we could never line it up. Yeah. So my dad got a free VCR at work. And when he brought that home, I mean, immediately my brother and I were downstairs basically taping from one to the next, trying to time it up and hence the dunk tape. And we made probably about five other copies for, <laughs> there's that one, there's one with my uncle who lives in Syracuse, there's one, um, uh, my brother, but he can't find it. And then t- there's two others that I don't know, they're out in the stratosphere somewhere. And then you, you, you have one, obviously you digitized it a few years ago. So did you and your brother... Were you like, let's make a dunk tape or were you just recording games and you thought, what can we do with everything we recorded? Yeah. So we recorded all those games, but Syracuse back then in 87 through 90, which is basically their golden years for me. I mean, it was alley-oops and dunks and I mean, it was amazing. Everything was dunks. I mean, they had, every game was 15, seemed like 15 to 20 dunks every game. So we taped all those games and we're like, we've got to put this all together. So we came, the dunk tape came after we had probably watched the games several times and we're like, let's do this. Hence the dunk tape. I lo- I, lo- I just, that's that, just that bright eyed optimism of growing up in the eighties. It's like, you know, if you want to make a mixed tape, you needed two tape decks and it would take an all, all night long to get just the right mixed tape. But if you had a good one, you listened to it all the time. So it's basically yes. a mixed tape with Syracuse dunks. And then why'd you, put, why'd you put it online? So my dad, so essentially I had no idea that it was still in existence, but my dad was going through a box that they were going to donate. There were old tapes and he was throwing them out like old VHS tapes, but he happened to thank God he did. He was going through and looking at it and on top. It said Q dunk tape. So he pulled it out, threw it in there and saw that it was the original one and mailed it to me. And as soon as I got it, he was telling me, he's like, he, cause he didn't own a VCR anymore. So uh-huh. he's like, he's like, you got to do something with this. So I immediately found a way, digitized it, um, put it on YouTube. It just, I literally did it and I shared the link with my brother and my dad. And then he sent the link to my, my uncle who was a huge Q's fan. And I'd say within two weeks, um, I'd started getting, uh, notifications I was getting um comments on the video and they were all Q's fans like this was the greatest thing and it was like kind of dialing up I'm like at that point I was like I can't believe 5,000 people had looked at it and then when you told me today it was 30 I haven't looked at it for a while that 37,000 people (laughs) had had viewed it that that blew my mind it's fantastic it's not often a filmmaker gets his early work viewed with such love and affection (laughs) because it is great editing it is it's classic Matt Longley early early stage but uh, I watched it today it's 10 minutes 45 seconds which you think's a little long on YouTube but if you're a Syracuse fan you're willing to invest that so yeah it was a lot of fun very cool so all right, we're going to move on to Act 3. Maestro, do you have anything about the dunk tape you wanted to ask or talk about, or do you know what we're even talking about? Yeah, I watched it today. It was awesome. Yeah. I just, I, yeah. One thing I noticed about those dunks, and it's probably a sign of the times, everything was, was two-handed dunks. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know if that was like, if their coach was like, 
you're going to dunk it, make sure you get it in there. Don't get cute. <laughs> yes. so everything was like they jump on two feet. And but slammed but we also hands. say back then that back then they used to dunk it with two hands because the inf- how emphatic they were about it. Like because back then when when and not to go on because I go on for years for curious. But when Cuse would play Georgetown and they hated Georgetown because Syracuse Georgetown was the biggest basketball game going. Mm-hmm. And when 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 one of those guys would dunk, it would just be a serious slam, hang on the rim, look at them, basically f you, and yeah. then head down the other way. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, in dunks back then, like do, taking a dunk over a layup would still anger coaches. I think they've oh, kind of moved past that now. Correct. So with all their one-handed dunks. Yes. Uh, I think the worst thing is is if you are going to dunk and you decide to do a trick and then you miss. I, I think that's <laughs> – You can't really live that down. No. All right. And I've seen LeBron do it a couple times too and not good. Shoot, shoot, <laughs> That's the Shamrock Shake Stinger, and that means we're moving on to Act Three, Maestro. A little Act Three music. We haven't had enough live music today, and I probably, no, we haven't. I, I got to turn off my game by missing the interview. I've had some comments. They love the live music. I will tell you that, Maestro. It's unique right. in the sports podcast let's world. See, let's see if I still got this one So that was smooth. So good. It's like it's like he gets more melancholy as the episode goes on. He does. Yeah, that's not an original. You guys know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Just we do. We're just waiting. We're just waiting for the cease and desist orders to start rolling in. (laughs) (laughs) And they will. I loves me some live music though. It's always good, Maestro. I I think you know if you want to bring in maracas or tambourines, bring in a, a whole band. I'm all for it. Well, we we missed an opportunity because I could have been the maracas in the in the rest yeah. of the band. Yeah, we did. Oh, man. All right, well, we're gonna have to do this. You know, you know who did that once having maracas with their live music? Who's that? Sports Thursday. <laughs> I hate those guys. I hate those guys. Oh. All right, moving on to Act Three. Locks of the week. Nice job on the stinger, too, Maestro. <laughs> All right, so I just want to bring everyone up to speed. Maestro had to pick two additional games last week so that he would finally even up with us on the picks that he missed while he was in Hawaii. Uh, He went one-on-one. These were on playing games. Uh, He picked against Syracuse, and he did not get that pick, but he picked Texas Southern. Is that who it was that moved forward? Yeah, yeah. The Tigers. Yeah, that's the team you said they had started out 0-13 and and then turned their season around. Yep. They were the Cinderella, true Cinderella of the tournament. Yeah, how did they do against their? Oh, they got destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> their 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 season came to an end. But good for them. I'm trying to remember who they played. Was it Xavier? Yeah, I think they got they got the right to play Xavier. Well, Xavier got what? Thanks for coming. Yeah. One hundred two to eighty-three. One of the rare games that goes into the hundreds in the NCAA wow, tournament. Wow, yeah. that's a lot of scoring. That's but eighty-three. Right. Against 102, they scored what pretty much what Syracuse scored the entire tournament in one game. <laughs> so uh, do you guys want to hear my Texas Southern story? Yeah, I'd love to. All right. So uh, when I was a sports reporter, that story wasn't as good as I thought. 
<laughs> no, that was riveting. That was really I, the worst story. I think I'm going to have to cut that. That was so boring. That was, I was getting bored as I was talking. I'm going I'm I'm to use what you said. That's not real compelling listening. It is not. No. <laughs> but now it is. Yeah. Yeah, now it is. Great radio, Peter. Okay, so Meister went one-on-one to, to even him up. Uh, our updated standings, this does not include the tournament points, but this is just our locks and our upsets. Oh. Maestro is 20 of 26. Mm-hmm. Coach, you are 16 of 26, and Second I'm at 15 of 26. So, Third place. Right. <laughs> uh, I remember who we picked. I didn't write it down. Uh, 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 uh. So last week's locks had to be a four seater higher. Coach, you picked Gonzaga. And then my upset was, um, I think it was New Mexico to beat um, Clemson. And it didn't happen. Mine, if you recall, was the same game for both the lock and oh, the upset. So he got a point. <laughs> so he got a point. I got a point. Okay, so let's uh, now, locks of the week, just a reminder to everyone, it means take it to the bank. You're sure this team is going to win uh, from the Sweet 16. Let's start with Maestro. Uh, I, I thought about this long and hard, and I think I'm going to go with Kansas over Clemson as my lock in the Sweet 16. You like, you like the Jayhawks, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right, so my lock is uh, Texas Tech's the Rex, the Rex Raiders, the Red Raiders over the Boilermakers, Purdue. Wow. That's, take that to the bank. That's a bold lock. Texas Tech is going to out athleticism. They're going to run up and down the court. Purdue, I watched them a couple times this year. They you also lost been on the They Purdue. also lost their big seven two dude. I mean, he's out. The big seven footer is out. He's not playing. His elbow is shattered. So they've got no presence in the middle. I think Texas Tech is gonna take advantage. You and your you and your Red details. Raiders. All right, Pete, let's hear it. Or let's hear it, Coach. Big man on campus. I'll get it right. <laughs> Who you got? Okay, so I for my lock, I'm actually going to pick uh, Gonzaga over Florida State. So I, I so want to pick the Wildcats, but wow. in my upset. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm picking the Kansas State to, to upset Kentucky. And uh, if they do... They have a nice track to make it to the Final Four. A real nice track. That that whole bracket has been completely disheveled. I, I love their chances. I want to say my upset before before go Coach for says, it. Uh, Syracuse over oh. Duke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll suck! <laughs> you got another one though. That's what your, I had. Your other your other team that you've been rooting for is the. West Virginia? Okay. I, I He's taking Syracuse over Duke, which I was going to take, so I will take. You can take Syracuse. No, no, no. I, I wear your coat when they win. <laughs> yes, yes. If they win, we're putting it right here. We're getting a picture. He's wearing my coat. I'm going to take West Virginia as the upset. West Virginia to upset Villanova. Uh, I think that's a, actually a pretty good pick as well. Um, and I enjoy that. I enjoy that one, yes. I can't, that's going to be a great game. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, put it in the books – if you're going to watch one game for the Sweet 16, tune in for that one. I think that one's going to be a great Thank one. Thank me later, Coach. I know, I will. And when he says that one, folks, he's referring to the Kansas State-Kentucky game. <laughs> yeah. Which is at 9.37 p.m. on Thursday. 
and 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 if you think about it, you did pick West Virginia in your second chance bracket, so it all absolutely. All so sense. I'm excited. Okay, it means it's time Trivia. for. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's good. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Okay, uh, I said Sweet Sixteen trivia. I had a hard time finding Sweet Sixteen specific trivia. So basically, trivia involving any team that's in the Sweet Sixteen. Who likes to go first? Are you ready? I, yeah, I will say I typed in Sweet 16 in my Google and things came up that maybe weren't <laughs> basketball related. That's all I'm going to say about that. you got to work on your searching. Mm-hmm. I like I like that you called it my Google. Like, the, it's like the Yahoo my, wasn't working. Oh, man. God, did you, we sound really old right there. Yeah, my, Googles, my Googles. My Googles. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. <laughs> so what kind of question did your Google serve up, Maestro? I got one for you. I bet you do. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. All right. Since 1985, 12 schools have made four straight Sweet 16 appearances. Of those 12, I'm going to challenge you guys to give me at least six. Okay. Since 85. Duke. Go ahead. North Carolina. He says Duke, North Carolina. I'm going to say... All right, keep going. Duke, North Carolina. I'm going to say Michigan State. Um, I'm going to say Villanova. Kansas. Kansas, definitely, since they've made the tournament. Oh, I know, Sweet 16s. All right, you got, <laughs> you got four. All right, and then I'm going to say... Um, you only have one more, because are, are you guys sticking with Villanova? Are we sticking with Villanova? Since when? 19 what? 85. Yeah. This is all about at least a four straight sweet 16s. Four straight oh. sweet 16s. In that span. It doesn't oh, matter. Michigan yeah. State. You already said Michigan oh, State. Oh, I said Michigan State. Should I, should I say Michigan State again? Go Michigan ahead. State. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm going to say Cincinnati. I'm going to say uh, Georgetown and Indiana. How do we do? All right. So... <laughs> you do so you got five out of six. Oh Villanova was a no. Oh. And Cincinnati was a no. Okay. <laughs> so you got North Carolina, yeah. Duke, Indiana, yes. Kansas, and you had Michigan State. Arkansas from ninety-three to ninety-six. Oh. Kentucky, ninety-five to ninety-nine. What? Memphis. Oh, Memphis. 06 to 09. OSU, yep. 2010 oh. to 2013. Yeah. Florida uh, was 2011, 2014. Louisville, 2012 to 2015. And Wisconsin. Ooh. All right, yeah. But the the longest record, of course, North Carolina, 85 to 93. Um, Eight straight. They had a nine-year run. Nine-year, yeah. That's impressive. And Dukes had two runs. So. And there you go. There you go. Okay. Uh, Let's... uh... Move on, Coach, you have trivia for us? I do. So in this year's Sweet 16, there are five... Mike Schmidt. (laughs) There are five teams named Mike Schmidt University. No, there are five teams that are private schools. Can you name them? And there's there's two bonuses to this. So there are five private schools. Villanova is one. Yep. Loyola Chicago is one. Yep. Gonzaga. Gonzaga is one. Yep. Uh, Duke. Yep. And we got four. 
You got one more. I don't even know who, who else. Is Syracuse? Watching. No. That is correct. Yes. Syracuse. Big man on campus. Okay, so now we're going to go ahead and throw, this is the bonus question. Noise. Um, out of those five private schools, what, which ones are Catholic private schools? Villanova, for sure. Is there a number? Yes, there there's number? three. Oh, there's three. Loyola, for sure. Yes. Texas right. Tech. <laughs> Michigan State. <laughs> Gonzaga probably would be another Yeah, I'm going to guess Gonzaga also. Is that your guess? Yeah. That is correct. Right. Gonzaga. Third one. There you go. I did not know that, that it was a Catholic university. Wow. It's, not, it's not a very biblical name, is it? No, not. St. Gonzaga. I don't remember that guy. I don't remember him either. <laughs> Do you guys know that, who, who went to Gonzaga? Famous graduate? Oh, famous graduate? Other than Adam Morrison? Um, no, help me out. All right, famous to our parents, not to us. Oh, geez. Bing Crosby? Yes. <laughs> Am I right? Yes, you are right. Oh, no, no, no way. You're not. No way. Absolutely, you are 100% right. I don't know oh how he did. Do I get a point for that? I give him a point for that. That is so random. <laughs> the crowd goes crazy. That, oh, that's huge. That was not my trivia question. My trivia question is this. Uh, one team made it to the Final Four. It took them nine trips to the Final Four before they finally won a title. Yep. Oh, that's that's Duke. Yeah, it's got to be. It Duke. is Duke. Yes. He's got it. <laughs> nice. nice work. Well done. <laughs> I apologize. That was supposed to be noise. <laughs> that's still really good, though. Okay, that takes us to corrections. You guys have oh, any, no. any corrections, Maestro? <laughs> I don't. I'm anti-correction. Because we're amateurs. Uh, how about you, Coach? I, I don't have any that I, I want to admit. Okay. <laughs> well, we kind of reached you over the court on your big corrections earlier. So let's let's wait till next week when we when we check the pronunciations on those hockey players that Coach was. Oh, I blew that one. <laughs> and are we going back to the time machine next week? Because that could be bad for me again. It's, I'm hoping it's, it's possible. Good. The time machine is great, though. Okay. So I think that it's just a couple of corrections here uh, for me. Uh, so uh, we we posited that uh, the College of Charleston's mascot was the Chews, the Charleston Chews. <laughs> but uh, it's actually the College of Charleston Cougars. So they are the Cougars. Uh, so much better if they were the Chews. It would be so much better. Uh, and immediately after positing that it was the Charleston Chews, I said, it's, it's rare that I miss a question on mascots, and yet I have not gotten one right this entire <laughs> run of the I podcast know. so and you're really our podcast expert with mascots at least that's what i thought i know it's just i'm having a rough run and then the last thing is uh coach uh, you uh when we we're talking about arizona state you said uh, they're coached by bobby hurley and you said do you remember bobby hurley and i answering for myself and maestro said we do which was in fact a bald-faced lie <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked him up afterwards and went, oh yeah, Bobby Hurley from Duke, now I remember him. But at the time- Played with Christian Leitner, yes. Everybody hated him along with Christian Leitner. Yeah, at the time you asked, I, I did not. And that was, uh, 
That was a lie. <laughs> I was definitely shaking my head, acting like I knew what he was talking about. Yeah, Bobby Hurley. Hurley. Yeah, he's awesome. Hurley. There he His is. dad's a famous basketball coach in New York City. Or he was. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Extra tr- or New Jersey. I'm sorry. Not. New- I'm sorry. That's going to be a correction next week too. Yeah. Next time. Anyway, next time that uh, I have a bald face lie, you'll just hear. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, final thoughts. How about uh, How about you, Maestro? Let's start with final thoughts. You know, I really don't have any final thoughts. Only the only thing I, that I I did want to bring up, and this is just something that I've been thinking about. This is this is getting real thinking about my, my life oh. as, a, as a dad, but uh, I, I coach or I don't coach, but I, I text coach quite a bit about baseball just because I don't know that much about baseball, but both my sons play baseball. And uh, I texted him earlier this week about uh, kids that play baseball. Um, especially when they get into high school, I said, you know, what, what gets a kid playing? And, and coach said, if you're hitting, you're playing. And I'd never heard that before, but I'm so new to baseball when it gets to that point. And it's, it's stuck with me all week. I've just been thinking about it. Cause you know, when you think about baseball and you think about uh, youth sports, you're always thinking about really defense, you know, you're always playing catch. You're always doing the fundamentals, throwing, catching all that stuff. But I think got to start thinking more about hitting. It's all about the hitting. It's all about the hitting. And, and coach even said, you know, you might be a second, maybe even a third string player. But if you are hitting, you are playing. You're playing. Yeah. They'll figure it out. They'll, yeah. fi- they'll find a place for you in the lineup if you hit. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and hitting is the easiest part of the game. Oh, so easy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I meant getting hit by pitches. Yes, getting hit. That's, you're very good at that. Yeah. Okay. How about you? How about you, Coach? Nice final thought, Maestro, by the way. Very good. Um, my final thought was going to be about basketball, but I completely changed it. I was uh, sitting in the parking lot when my daughter was in her music lessons and I was listening to the radio in our local team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. They had their coach on John Tortorella and they were asking me about a veteran player, uh, Brandon Dubzinski. I blew that one too, but they were talking about him because he's been a veteran. He's, he's had some issues. He's not played well. And and Torts, as they call him, has been sitting him and they were asking him about his decision and he was very straightforward. He's like, look, this is not a time to worry about hugs and feelings. He says, we're a team trying to scrap and try to get into the playoffs. I can't worry about how a guy feels because I sit a veteran. If he's not playing well, simply put, he's not playing. And 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 for me, I, I was listening to that. And like hockey seems to be the only sport that I've ever heard a coach. And he's not the first one that are so straight. They are, they are absolutely, they say it like they see it. And um, I thought that was refreshing. I think that needs to be in more sports because I feel like we, these coaches baby these, these big athletes. And I think sometimes honesty is what they need to hear. Um, and it was good. I enjoyed it a lot. I loved it. I love torts. That was great. He'll probably get fired too, but I loved him. <laughs> a little bit of tough love. I mean, really yeah. unvarnished feedback is the best feedback. You don't always want to hear it, but sometimes you need to hear it. You need to. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. I used to always have a, a theory about uh, NFL. I always felt like wide receivers, they should start the season out with a ton of money. <laughs> and every time they drop a pass, they have to give some money they, back. They have to give money back. And I guarantee you, they will be catching a lot more. Passes. Oh, everything. That's uh, that's the XFL style of remuneration. <laughs> I love that. That's our new league. There we go. It's getting late and this episode's long. I'm going to forego my final thought and say, folks, 
pat your David Blatt bobbleheads on the head, and head to bed. Sports Wednesday is over. David, 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 David Blatt. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times. <laughs>